out of one ETF after another has become a major profit center. But in many ways, the real money is being made by the trading firms that specialize in making a market in these securities. For example, Jane Street, which is privately held, has increased its shareholders' equity or net worth to more than $1 billion today from $228 million in 2007. That cash cushion handily surpasses what such established investment banks as Evercore, Molis, and Greenhill have, as of 2014, as well as that at money management firms like Eaton Vance. Moreover, it supports just 450 people in offices in New York, London, and Hong Kong. Jane Street was founded at the beginning of the previous decade when a couple of option traders and a computer expert left Susquehanna to start their own business. Harnessing Ph.D.-toting mathematicians to the most powerful computers money can buy has become the accepted way for hedge funds and banks to get a trading edge these days, but Jane Street takes this marriage of high-tech and high-intellect to a new level. Writing computer code, or at the least being conversant in the firm's program of choice, OCaml, is a requisite for all traders. Indeed, new traders must complete a month-long OCaml boot camp before they start trading. And to the degree that the super-shy Jane Street does have a public face, it belongs to its chief technology officer, Yaron Minsky, who gives frequent lectures at Harvard, MIT, and Carnegie Mellon, promoting the firm's ability to manage risk by developing the best software around. If Minsky is the spirit guide for Jane Street's techies, Sander Lahashki, a past math Olympian and co-author of a book on problem-solving strategies for number whizzes, stands guard over the firm's brain. A star trader for the company, he also oversees its hiring process. Jane Street has acquired a reputation for being perhaps the toughest interview in Silicon Valley and on Wall Street. This is in part because the firm hires only a handful of new employees each year. To survive, candidates have to ace brain-twisting math riddles and game theory tests. But as Lahushki has said when asked what he is looking for in an ETF trader, the ideal candidate possesses what he calls second-order knowledge, a form of intellectual humility in which really smart people can accept being wrong and own up to mistakes. In that vein, a prospect might be fed a math problem that cannot be answered just to gauge reaction to failure. Because Jane Street finds itself competing more with Facebook and Google for talent than with, say, Goldman Sachs, the firm lays on the perks. These include a catered breakfast and lunch, a substantial gym right off the trading floor, generous child care benefits, and an in-house speaker series that has featured the likes of Salman Rushdie, Christopher Hitchens, and Gary Kasparov. As for compensation... How much Jane Street's rocket scientists get paid is as closely guarded a secret as its trading formulas. Still, it is apparently quite a bit. As a trader, if you do well, you will retire before you turn 30, said one employee on an industry message board. A number of larger banks, Goldman in particular, have been involved in exchange-traded funds for some time now, but the rest of the Wall Street banks are seeking to recruit their own ETF hotshots. One such trader is Monish Shah, a 31-year-old native of Mumbai who was recently hired by the Japanese bank Mizuho to build a trading desk in its New York office. Shah fits the profile of the up-and-coming ETF trader. He is young, 
has a master's degree in quantitative finance at Georgia Tech, and is as much a writer of code as he is a trader. On an old-school trading desk of mostly white men in their fifties buying and selling common stock, Shaw stands out. Ensconced at the far end of the firm's equity desk, his four computer screens flash a bewildering array of color-coded execution cues, and he is a frequent target of trading room banter, sending up his supersized console, his youth, and even his Indian accent. As stocks tumbled yet again on a Friday this month, curses rang out up and down the desk. An ETF that Shaw had been eyeing was down more than 3%, and now his color-coded signals were flashing green for buy. Which is what he did, just as the market bell rang at 4 p.m. Five minutes later, the desk was empty as his colleagues rushed to catch the early train home, but Shaw was not going anywhere. He had a business to build. There are so many moving parts. If just-